Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brownike. Today I'm joined with Kelvin Beecham Jr., NFL football player for the New York Jets. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode with Kelvin Beecham Jr., most known as a football player for the New York Jets. If this is your first time, thanks so much for joining. Hope you enjoy this episode. If this is your second, third, uh, if you're a longtime listener, greatly appreciate if you leave us a review and a rating, um, show us some love, and, and as always, appreciate your support and hope you enjoy it as well. Today with Calvin, we chat about technology. That's how we open up. Um, discusses why it's such a resource for good and a, a good thing to do on Earth, um, but also how it how it relates to the kingdom as well. Um, we go into uh, a lot of the work he's been doing with World Vision um, and different uh, nonprofits and international organizations that are um, doing a lot of great work uh, that isn't always seen, um, but is, is very important uh, for Calvin's ministry uh, and what he's doing outside of football. Uh, we discuss faith and how it takes on different forms outside of Sunday service, but actually um, sharing the gospel through Sunday football. Um, we discuss his childhood, um, growing up in the faith, going to school, and being five picks away from the last in the NFL draft, um, but nonetheless following his dream. So stay tuned, and let's tune on over to the conversation with Kelvin. Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Kelvin Beecham Jr., who is a, fa- a husband, a father, an angel investor, a philanthropist, uh, an American football player for the New York Jets, and most importantly, a disciple of Christ. Um, Kelvin, thanks so much for hopping on today and, and spending some time with me. Yes, sir, Tyler. Thanks for having me on, my friend. No doubt. To get things kicked off, um, I want to start a bit more on a topic. So uh, I, I want to talk a bit more about technology. I know uh, you've you know, taken an interest in, in how technology has been, how, how it can be so important for for a lot of people in in the world, uh, and I know that this is you know you, you've taken a, a social a social cause on this as well. So personally, I recently watched Black Panther, and I really love the movie, and I, I thought it was it was super well done of how it just reaches people across the globe. And and one part about this is showcasing our our human ability to use uh, to use technology for for a good. Um, and I know that digital technology and uh, using platforms as a way to reach people is is important. Um, so I, I wanted to know kind of how why technology has been something that you know that has been an interest to you and how how you feel that we should leverage uh, our platform and whatever that might be for the kingdom of God. Cool, perfect. Um, so I got three answers for that particular question. Um, and I think those are all mm. uh, first. Thanks for even you know starting with that topic. Mm. Um, I think the first um, we talk about kind of why I even got involved in technology. For one, uh, I looked at it as as a way to to build generational wealth, and then uh, two, I looked at it as a way um, that people could get involved 
um, if they take the right course of education and get involved in the right things, which is, you know, science, technology, engineering, arts and mm. math, get involved in those things that will put them in a position to actually be a part of the digital revolution as well. And, and for some take those uh, take, you know, those persons out of uh, out of poverty, out of a, a cycle, um, mm. you know, a break a cycle that they may have had or, or have in their family. Uh, this is a way to, to, to really get ahead. So I think those are the first two things that I looked at um, when I look at uh, technology. And then as it pertains to uh, what does technology do for the kingdom of, uh, of God, you think about um, how technology can touch so many people. Um, and yes, it's making people wealthy, but also at the same time, it's making people lives better. Um, if you talk about the way healthcare is changing, if you talk about uh, what's going on uh, uh, in third world countries. You know, I've actually mm. had a chance to go uh, to Honduras mm. uh, a couple years ago and, and actually was on the phone with World Vision, one of my partners this morning, um, talking about where we're going to go next and hearing about the, the famines that are happening in Somalia uh, where they don't have access to water. So technology is being used to bring access and bring water to where there is no water. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I, it's a, I'm a big drone geek. Uh, mm. There's a company out there uh, called Zipline um, that's using drones to actually deliver um, uh, uh, humanitarian efforts and, and medicine and things that keep people alive to um, locations that, that don't have access to those things. Um, and that's all done through a drone, through technology. Um, th the connectivity that's now being used. Uh, there's so many different facets and there's so many different ways in which technology is really transforming um, how we are as a society, and some of it is good and some of it is bad. You look at what's going on with Facebook, and that may not sound so hot right now, but mm. there's also been so many great things that have come out of technology uh, that are helping the kingdom. I'm uh, actually on a, uh, getting on a call, um, if not this week, next week, uh, with the company that's uh, pretty much building uh, homes in third world countries with 3D printing and building it faster than almost anybody else on the market right now. So building a whole community with 3D printing. You know, mm -hmm. um, pretty much houses out of 3D printing. And that wouldn't have been done, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know, mm -hmm. but that's the technology that's now being used now. And it's all being used for people who may not have, people who don't have. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, think about what, what Christ did for so many people. For one, I mean, we just came out of Easter weekend. He died mm -hmm. for those uh, uh, who were sinners. We were all sinners. We were all born into uh, iniquity. Um, you know, so... Him down on the cross was for people who didn't have the ability to get to heaven and the ability to get to to, to God himself. So what he did was God sent down his son to stand in the gap for everybody. Um, and, you know, that's what we celebrate on Easter weekend. Resur Resurrection weekend is for somebody who didn't have to come down um, to put his life on the line for everybody who was all sinners. We're all sinners. Uh, went back into heaven is now uh, petitioning God on our behalf. And what technology has done, I feel, in some senses, is been able to provide for people who don't have, uh, connect people who, who are not connected, um, service people who uh, may not otherwise have been serviced. And, and you think about it, it all came from God. God thought about this and he put it in somebody's mind and, and mm. produced an idea. And now we have what we have today. So at, at the end of the day, God created everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so many different parallels that you can pull uh, uh, from, from where technology is going right now that, that will suffice to uh, what it is technology is today and how it's connected to the kingdom, how it's connected to the source, which is God, our Heavenly Father, and then how it's connected to some of the principle that's, principles that Jesus um, taught while he was walking on the earth. 
Mm. I hope that wasn't a long-winded answer, man. I kind of get excited. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's an exciting topic because there's so much. There, I mean, you know, we're given so much. We've, you know, we've been gifted so much that it's only it's in our nature to to live out these gifts and live out these these opportunities that uh, that are that exist. And and there's one thing that you mentioned in there which I, I thought was really cool, and I wanted to, to zoom zoom back in on this is. Uh, you mentioned in a th- developing country, there are they're developing. Was it three D printing? Something that yep. you know they're and they're I leading can, in can, it. Uh, let me. I can look up that company right now. And it's uh, something that isn't even. Yeah, and that would be awesome. Yeah. And it's something that isn't being developed, from what it sounds like, in at that capacity anywhere else, right? And and it's Correct. and we see that, and I think it's crazy because we tend to see. Uh, like America or like, uh, you know, these Western countries as the leaders in innovation. But I think a lot of times uh, we have the opportunity to equip people with the resources that we have so that they can they can end up being better than we are. And I think that that's kind of how I've thought about being a, a disciple of Christ, too. It's like we're going to provide and equip people with the right resources so that they can continue to, to walk and whatever gifts or you know talents they have, they can be stronger than 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 ourselves, right? So it's like we're continuing. That's that's like leadership to build somebody up so that they end up progressing and passing by you. Yep, exactly. And the and the name of that company is called New Story. New Story, okay. New Story. Yep. I'll check that out. Thank you. That's that's really cool. And um and in doing this, I mean, I, I think it's this is why this is so interesting. Is it's. It's this. It's this seed that has the opportunity to, to to really flourish, and it's something that you know. I mean, technology is obviously booming right now in uh, in the world that we live in, and um, and it, it can make. What I love is that it can make change so quickly, and I think that kind of parallels as these parallels, as you mentioned, to the power of God. God can make changes so quickly, um, so I think of that just as one microcosm of how they how they kind of work together. Exactly. Um, and, and the the next question, I think it's why this is a, on a similar topic. Why is it so important for for followers of Christ to be innovative and and also be for for social good too? I think a lot of times uh, this might uh, not get the the recognition that it deserves or the 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 power that it has um, in in our walks. Um. You know, I think the, the, the thing when you talk about, you know, Christians being innovative, like, you know, God didn't just send us here to uh, just sit on our butts and go to church every Sunday and read yeah. the Bible and that be it, you know. Um, the church is great, but mm-hmm. uh, we have to be able to live outside of the four walls of the church. And if mm-hmm. you're living outside of the four walls of the church, you I mean, you pretty much have to innovate, you know, yeah. uh, I feel. Um, and then, you know, another point uh, as it pertains to, you know, um, what that looks like is, you know, some people think that, that ministry is just um, doing a Bible study, uh, is just mm. doing uh, preaching or uh, evangelizing or going on mission trips. Yep. You know, maybe maybe your ministry is building a tech company and telling the world how, how God helped you through every every scenario, how God helped you go and raise money uh, to, to build your company and to scale your company and how you kept God at the forefront throughout that whole company. Or, or throughout that whole process, you know, and it, it is ministry in different ways, you know, um, you know, it's, it's so funny, you know, my, my, my grandfather tells me all the time, you know, um, 
you know, I can't wait till you come back and, and come and preach at the church. And I'm like, well, Grandpa, I don't need to preach at the church. I preach every Sunday on, on uh, 17 weeks out of the year, you know, yep. Yep. Uh, when I'm on the football field. Yeah. You know, so um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I think people have to change their perspective on, ju- on just how they see ministry mm-hmm. and how they see innovation. Um, and how they see those things through the lens of, of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the way that Jesus walked the earth thousands of years ago is not the way that I, I would imagine he walked the earth now, you know, it's just a different time, you know, yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I think that'd be a great book to like imagine what Jesus would be doing if he was walking the earth right now. Uh, I digress, but I mean, but, just think about it. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a different time, you know. No, I, I think that'd be a great book idea. I think I think that could be, uh, you know, it could be a, that could be a book for twenty nineteen a twenty nineteen uh, New Year New Year's resolution. Um, but no, that's I I agree. I mean, I, I I see innovation. I mean, there's so much that that we can do, and I mean, and that's something that I, I strongly believe in too. Is it we're we're the church is a is Sunday church is I think has been misconstrued to just be something that happens on Sunday. But the church is a community of people that exist outside of these walls too. And I think when we come to an understanding that the church is is the people um, that church actually kind of extends to to so many other different dimensions, and then also the idea that uh, work and ministry actually are, are, are one and the same. If we, if we have that mindset and if we have that perspective that that's, that's how, how it is, you know? Um, the, the other thing I wanted, I want to ta- I want to kind of switch, switch directions a little bit. Um, I want to hear a, a, a bit more about football and a, a bit more about, uh, I, I guess more so your childhood and kind of how that led into, into who you are today. So I want to know kind of, how you spent a lot of your days uh, when you were younger, kind of what your family situation looked like um, when faith became part of the picture and then uh, also a bit into football too. You know, so um, I wouldn't say when, when faith came in, into the picture, I was actually born into faith. Uh, no, 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 let me take that back. I was not born into faith. My family has, so put it like this, my grandfather was my pastor. My dad was assistant pastor. My mother was a missionary, Sunday school teacher, YPWW teacher, and Bible band teacher. Um, my godmother was my Sunday school teacher. Uh, you know, so I, yeah. Th- yeah. faith and church and religion and all those things were uh, a part of my life from day one. Mm. Now, when I came into relationship personally with Christ, that mm. happened when I got into college, I feel. Um, uh, you know, attended uh, FCA, uh, attended mm. a number of different Bible classes on, on campus, did personal Bible studies and sat down with and, and, with those, and did those things uh, with different ministers who were in and around the campus. Um, but, you know, growing up, you know, we were in a very, very strict uh, holiness background, Pentecostal background um, uh, that was very rigid and, and just how we approached our, our, our life and our commitment and our devotion to Christ. And I think that's really molded me um, to who I am today, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last night, you know, and, and this only time the Lord wake me up at this time in the morning is when he's very strategic and he's very intentional about what he wants me to read, what he wants me to be thinking about, what he wants me to be praying about. And, uh, two, so yesterday, yesterday morning, uh, was up at three forty-six, and anytime I woke up around a three o'clock Jeez. hour, I know I need to be, uh, on my knees. I know I need to be in my Bible. I know I need to be writing. And most times it's from a dream that I just had. So whatever dream I had, I go and write that in my journal immediately. Um, 
but it was one of those things. I got up at 3:46 and I went in and, and, and used the restroom. You know, in the middle of the night, like you know, people do sometimes. And um, looked at my phone. And I'm like 3:46, and I just had a dream. I I already know what time it is. I need to go and and spend some time with Christ and go spend some time in devotion and go spend some time in my Bible. Um, and you know, I don't think I would have understood what those moments would mean if I wouldn't have have experienced. Uh, you know, my grandfather praying all times of the day and my mother and my father praying, my grandmother praying every morning at two o'clock in the morning when I was a kid, you know, my, my mother, my grandfather and my, and my, uh, on my mom's side, my grandfather, and my grandmother, you know, having a uh, prayer with us, uh, every single morning before we would go to school. And even now when I leave the house, you know, me and my family, we, uh, you know, hold hands and, and, and pray before I leave the house to go work out every morning. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, something that me and my family did when I was a kid and trying to implement that same thing with my, my daughter, you know. Uh, my daughter only, you know, prays a couple lines. Lord, bless my mommy, my daddy, my brother, and bless me. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, just something yeah. so simple, yeah. um, you know, that, that I was taught as a child and, and that I was, you know, exposed to as a child, and now I'm trying to do the same thing with my children. Mm. But everything that I would say, um, you know, how I talk, how I uh, walk about, you know, how I walk in my, 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 my face walk now, all of that was shaped by my parents, my grandparents on both sides, um, and just uh, 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 people that were committed to, to Christ that lived it out for me, whether it be my dad, whether it be my grandparents, whether it be my uncles um, who I had um, uh, live it out for me when I went to college, being around uh, strong brothers and now in the league, making sure that I'm surrounding myself with strong brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so I continue to, 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 to walk in this life that God has given me. This is a free gift of life. You know, I don't deserve to be living. I don't deserve what I have. I'm a filthy rag. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be playing. I don't deserve to have this platform that God has given me, but he's chosen me for, for a time as this. And my thing is to maximize it, but at the same time, making sure that I'm honoring him every step of the way. Yep. Yep. Amen. Amen. And, and something in there too is, um, yeah, I, I, the, the importance of, uh, of involving others around you too. And that was something that, uh, I've seen part of faith that I think, um, looking at my, at my, my walk, I, I feel like uh, some of it is, or maybe at, at points it was really personal, right? Like this is my time with God, but I, I also enjoy how that's, there's an intention and, and we see that it's important to be with other brothers and, you know, and sisters and in Christ. And that, that was something that was, uh, that was really good for, for you when you were young, um, to, to be with others around you in, in your case, it was your immediate family. Um, but for other people who might not have that, that, those, that, that, that type of family, um, it's important to, to, you know, for people to seek out those that, that might be seeking or that might need family. Um, and if it's yourself to, to immerse yourself into, in, into that type of, into that as well, there's, there's an important, there's an important balance of it being personal, but then also being in community and, and, and you, I, I love how it's, you're, you're instilling this, these very basic, you know, components with your, with your, with your, uh, with your kids too, uh, or, you know, with, with the youth. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I lost my mom, my, my dad and me. Amen. And that's like, it's a, it's a simple things that, uh, that actually really reap benefits and like, you'll, you'll see how important those seeds are like later in life too. Um, that's why I really love talking about kind of how our, our childhood and kind of the, the legacy that you want to leave behind. Yes, um, I agree. So 
and, and the, the other thing I want to talk about um, is a little bit more uh, about football. I know that's obviously a big part of your life right now. You spend a lot of hours, um, you know, enjoyment, stresses, uh, every every kind of emotion in this sport um, and it, between training and games and meetings and, and everything else. Um, but I, I know that this is something that was a bit uncertain for you um in 2012 the nfl draft how were you able to discern god's calling that this was this this sport was worth pursuing for you at a time where 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 it was a bit uncertain um you know the thing is 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 when you pray something and you put it into action and you put it into put into the atmosphere you start speaking things over your life um Mm. it's it's amazing to see the hand of god work you know, um, and when I started to get serious about football, God started putting people in my place that had played the game and showed me how to play the game to get to that point. Uh, and I knew the role wouldn't be easy. Um, but, you know, the, the uncertainty that, that, that came with it was also uh, a calmness as well. You know, I knew that um, I was going to play in the National Football League. I didn't know when I was going to get drafted, who I was going to get drafted to, where I was going to get drafted. But I knew I was going to play. You know, um, so, you know, the thing is, is, is with that uncertainty, um, you, know, you got to trust God. If you really mm-hmm. trust him, you got to trust him, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, it's like jumping off of a cliff and, 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 and praying that the parachute opens up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you just got to trust that that parachute is going to be there. And I think, you know, f- for the dream that I had of playing in the National Football League, I put it into the atmosphere and went and started working towards it. And then. I had faith that God was going to deliver on what uh, dream that I had. Now, uh, it ha- like I said, it hasn't been easy, but there has been a, a number of uncertainties. You know, um, being drafted late. You know, I was five picks away from Mister Irrelevant, so five picks away from the last last pick in the draft. I was the last offensive lineman taken in that mm-hmm. year's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, what does the Bible say? The the the, uh, the last shall be first. Uh, the first shall be last. You know. Uh, uh, I'm cool with that. God, yeah, you know, yeah. put me in a, in a position where he's getting all the glory. It's not about my talents, how strong yeah. I am or how big I am or how fast I am. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's really about him. And mm-hmm. it's really about him equipping his body to go out and execute in a way that many people didn't think was possible, you know, as a seven-round pick, you know. Mm-hmm. And even more uncertainty came when I blew my knee out, you know. Uh, blew my knee out in 15 and then uh, ended up playing in 16. And, and you know, my trainer, even at the end of the year, uh, that, uh, the 16 year, when I was dragging my leg around the field the entire entire week, I mean the entire year, uh, he was like, man, it was nothing but super uh, supernatural powers uh, that God equipped you with to play that year because there's no way you should have been, been out on the football field. Mm-hmm. And when people around you see that, you know that God's hand is on your life. and, and um mm-hmm. You know, he's he's equipped me in ways that I'm, I, I'm not even equipped to save myself, you know. Uh, not the strongest, not the fastest, not the tallest, not the biggest. I'm considered one of the smallest left tackles, um, uh, you know, in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's, it, where it's uncertainty, I think that's what God works the best, to be honest with you. You know, um, and I say this all the time, trust God, embrace adversity. If you trust God embracing adversity, it's super easy, you know, yeah. because, you know, at the end of the day, it's for his namesake. His name is on the line, yeah. you know, you know, so, 
you just got to roll with it and and believe and, and and pray and hope and believe that God's going to deliver what on what He said He would deliver on. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We, when we look at the life of Jesus, um, it was you know He was somebody who was looked down on, you know, forgotten and questioned, and lived a life of uncertainty too. Uh, but obviously, He came out on top and. Um, and and the, and he lived through this uncertainty as well. Um, and I, I think this perspective of Jesus' path is is really is resonant, you know, to, kind of to your life too. And uh, for football, social issues, and progress, um, I think sometimes we can view it as a fight. Um, but I, I want to know a bit more if this is if this is uh, if you view this as a fight or if it if it just uh, really kind of how you've created this mindset for, you know, continuing to push forward or staying the course. Have you seen this as a fight or just something that it's just, you know, an opportunity or a time, or just a time to, to continue moving forward? I think it's as, as a time to move forward, you know, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the hard part is going to the weight room every day and, yeah. and running, you know, uh, that's the hard part, you know, and that's what I have to do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Batterson says this in a lot of his books. I don't know if you're a Mark Batterson fan or not, uh, but you say. Uh, so so I, I had Mark Batterson on the podcast a few weeks ago. Oh, no way. I love Mark yeah. Batterson. Had had a chance to, to go to his office down there in, uh, in D.C., sit down at a coffee house. Great. Um, and um, Ebenezer's. Uh, uh, Ebenezer's, yep. I, I, I got every pretty much every one of his books that he's, he's written over here in my little library. Uh, but awesome. I'm a huge fan of Mark Batterson. But Mark says something that is so profound. Mm. Um he says you have to uh, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends, depends on God. God. Yep. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, I mean, it's so simple and it's so I think it has some biblical principles to it. You know, the Bible also talks about faith without works is dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you still got to do some work. But yeah. at the end of the day, if, if, if somebody puts a challenge in front of you and if you are a go getter, you're going to find a way to get that challenge done. But yeah. You have to do it in the strength of Christ. You know, the Bible talks about I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ is something yeah. that people don't talk about. People just talk about I can do all things. Yeah, exactly. Well, it gets watered you know, down. It's a watered down gospel. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a watered down principle. I can do all things through Christ. People say, oh, I can do all things through Christ. We're stripped of me. All they talk about is what the, the first part of that verse says. But at that at the middle part is what's yeah. most important is through Christ. Yeah. So if you're really believing that through Christ you can do anything, no matter what obstacle is put in front of you, no matter how hard it may seem, no matter uh, where you're going in life, no matter what type of obstacles are in your way, but through Christ... You can do anything, yeah. And that I think that I mean you you could you could preach a whole sermon on just those through on those two words through Christ mm-hmm. because through Christ is something that people don't talk about enough. They just talk about I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me. Oh, praise Jesus! I can do everything. You know, mm-hmm. I can do it all. But at the end of the day, if you don't do it through Christ, none of that stuff matters. At the end of the day, it's about His glory, His honor, Him being respected, Him being reverent. Uh, uh, reverence, him being lifted above everything in your life, no money, no title, no um, no no award. It's mm. about his name being glorified. And if, you're, if, if your whole purpose in life is to make his name famous, you won't be able to run through brick walls and won't even know you can do it, you know? Yep, yep. Yep. And, and, and that, I think that speaks to, and, and I mean, you just the, the life that you're living and the walk that you're walking, it speaks to this concept of being more than an athlete. Um, and I know that's kind of gotten a bit more, a bit more buzz now. Um, 
how do you uh, how do you speak and 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 work with other you know other people uh, part of your team right now and uh, is there anything that you do to continue to encourage um, others on your team that that have the same platform that or you know th this platform of football to to use it for for good or you know and then how do you also kind of bring others to Christ you know on on the football team you know uh, I've, I've I keep it very simple yeah. you know. Um, I feel, and I've been told this by a number of different chaplains, um, the best way to win people in your locker room is to serve the person that's to your left and to your right in your locker room. Yeah. If your locker is, is in the middle, the person to your left and the person to your right are the people that you need to be witnessing to every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much witness, witnessing to with words and verbiage, but for some people, you may be the only Bible that they see. Yep. So the way in which you carry yourself, the way in which you talk on the phone, the way in which you, the, the, the things that you're looking at on your phone, the things that you're looking at, um, uh, 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 people that are people that are texting you and sending you stuff, you know, the, it, you know, that was a sermon that, that, I, that I actually used to have on my, on my background on my, on my phone. And it said, can God testify for you? Can God testify for you? And if he can, those two people on your left and right could actually see everything that you mm. do know exactly who you are and that's how you win people to christ is being a bible for some people because some people yeah. may never open up a bible before yeah. but yeah. if they yeah. see that you're living a life that's pleasing to god they see that you're respectful they see that that your speech um uh uh, uh has a uh, you know the bible talks about having a, a sweet savor um uh, if it has a sweet savor and god loves that the, the smells that you're sending up to him you know those people right next to them, right next to you, will see it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and and I was reading uh, uh, Matthew five uh, the the other morning. I happened to be reading the Beatitudes, mm -hmm. and after you get through the Beatitudes, it talks about we are the salt of the earth, and if the salt loses its flavor, you know, you know, just to paraphrase, we're in a, we're in a bad position. If 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 we as Christians are salt of the earth, we're supposed to be making things flavorful that are around us. So if that's the case, the person on the right and the left. You need to be making sure that you you're keeping them salty. You make you need to be making sure that you're sprinkling the love of Christ around them yeah. uh, as much as you can. And then and if you're doing that, that's how you create disciples. Now there are all sorts of ways to create disciples. There are ways mm. to be just brutally blunt, take a Bible, knock somebody upside the head. I'm not that type of guy. You know, I'm not going to be walking around with my Bible and walking around with with my my suit on, with with a bow tie on, or or a tie on, or, or clergy neck on, and Telling mm -hmm. people that you need to come to Christ and that you're a sinner and that, you know, uh, Christ died for you and you're going to hell if you don't. You know, I'm not fit to do that because that, that ain't the way to win souls. You know, that ain't the way that ain't the way to, to relate to people. You know, I, I, some people call me like a, a relationship minister, because for me, when you build a relationship with somebody, then at some point in time, you can have a conversation with them about Christ. Some of my my, my some of the best moments in, in my in my uh, in my career have been in the locker rooms before the games and people see my Bible in my locker room and they start talking about them. We start before the game, three hours before the game, when we just sit in our locker, we're talking about Christ and we're talking about the Bible. We're talking about, you know, uh, what it takes to get to heaven. You know, I remember uh, a time when me and a guy by the name of Ramon Foster, uh, we were in Oakland. This is maybe my, this, I was actually going to have my first, this is what I got my first playing time as a rookie mm. um, down in Oakland. And before the game, 
two hours, two or three hours before the game, we just talking about what it what it what, what it means to be a Christian, some of the myths that that come along with being a Christian. You know, mm. just talking about just just talking about the word, just talking about life and talking about the Bible, talking about Christ, talking about God, talking about what it looks like to walk in, you know, walk in faith. And, and all that happened before a game, before a football game. We sitting yeah. in the locker room, in that horrible, horrible locker room in Oakland, at that torn down, broke down stadium in Oakland, California, at the Oakland Coliseum, and the black hole, <laughs> you know, and the black hole talking about Christ, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's what's so special about it. And, and, and it doesn't take... Um, you beat somebody upside the head with a Bible mm-hmm. to, to disciple somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and it happens in the marketplace too, right? It happens anywhere. It happens where yeah. where you are, and you got to find people where they are too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about that. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I appreciate that. I, just being being and you know representing Jesus in the best way that you can. It, it, can you say that line one more time? Is it if God testifies for you? Can 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 God testify for you? And God testify for you. Yeah, I, that, that can, makes sense. Can God testify for you? That's awesome. Um, the la the last few questions I want to have. Uh, the last few questions I have. Um, if there's some folks out there that are listening that um, aren't Christian right now, but are you know obviously seeking and are, want to learn more about Jesus, um, how how do you re- just recommend that they they get more involved and and hopefully kind of have the, the uh, understand the, the love of Jesus and, 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 and the faith. Um, and, and then also for people who are, you know, looking to get deeper in their faith walk too, what have, what have you found has been important uh, in your life? Yep. So, you know, I think it's crazy. You know, I'm actually on a fast right now, um, hmm. from social media. Um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be hungry. Home month of April. I'm fasting from social media, but I'm preparing for, uh, a three-day fast, uh, fast and shut-in that I do before training camp. Um, that I that I'll be doing again this this year. Did it last year, doing it again this year, where I do do nothing but, but drink water for pretty much three days, and I shut in in my home church, that in my hometown. Um, but you know, I would really encourage you for one to purge your social media, people that you don't need to be following, people that don't bring value, or people that are talking reckless and living reckless. Unfollow them. Mm-hmm. And then follow people that are living godly lives and that are, you know, follow Mark Batterson, follow yeah. Tyler, um, go follow people that, that are doing some amazing things in, in the work of the kingdom. And just watch, just watch, you know, people are on social media, they're on their phone so much. Like if you're going to be on your phone, like put something on your phone that, that is going to, so that's going to put something back into your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're on Instagram, go, go follow uh, uh, some 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 pastors and some ministers and some some singers, some artists yep. uh, that are that are talking about you know, talking about the gospel. You know whether it's uh, John Gray, which which was the pastor over at Joel Osteen's church. Um, you got artists. Uh, you got uh, Chris Tomlin. You got Hillsong. You got Lecrae. Uh, yeah. Kirk Franklin. You got all these types mm-hmm. of artists that are that are committed to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And go follow them, you know, yep. uh, and, and, and see what what the type of lives that they're living. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go and, and, and judge them or say, I need to do better, or I need to do this. But, you know, I just would encourage people to be careful what you're allowing into your spirit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think for, for, for those who want to dive deeper, you know, I think it, it, it comes to a point where, you know, it's, it's how much more can you give Christ? How much more can you sacrifice for Christ? So for me, you know. 
um, I wanted to I wanted to take off social media. Like I, I didn't I didn't want to be on LinkedIn. I didn't want to be on uh, even though my team that my team is operating my stuff this you know during this month, but mm-hmm. didn't want to be on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Like you know just just take all that stuff from my phone for a month. You know just uh, unwind. You know, um, but I think you know also. You know, taking a, a deeper dive in, in, into what it what it means to 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 walk, uh, you know, in, in this Christian life. You know, um, fast, pray more. Um, you know, and I think pray more. You know, uh, it's, it's come a point where you know I has I can't remember who told me this, but every email that you send, pray for that email. It's so simple, but like pray for that email before you press send. Hey Lord, bless this email in Jesus' name. Boom, send. You'd be surprised. You end up praying a whole bunch of you one of them people that sending a whole bunch of emails out. You know, if you send in a message, a text message, hey Lord, bless us this, this text message in Jesus' name, Amen. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd be surprised how much you end up praying. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. what you think about it, as much as again, I mean, just it's, it's crazy that this is a society we live in, but it's it, in, in, in in actuality, there's so many ways in which we can now uh, pray. In this very fast-paced uh, society that we live in, you know, mm-hmm. so um, you know, would encourage you to just pray every time you do any type of action, you know, um, and then just dive deep into to, to, to the to the Bible, you know, uh, whether it's a passage of scripture uh, that you may have trouble uh, finding, you know, uh, reading commentary, reading books, you know. Right now, I got uh, I'm reading this book. Let me go get it. I got a. Uh, in my office, so I have a journal. I think journaling yep. is, is a great way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think you know I, I've been journaling. You know, since I was in college, actually, um, writing down prayer requests, writing down prayers that I'm praying for people um, that I think are are, are good. So uh, right now, I'm actually going through uh, a Bible engagement journal where it's pretty much a uh, uh, hundred. I mean, uh, 365 days where I'm. I'm reading a different uh, passage of scripture. I'll try to get that done this year. And then also it's a call. It's a, it's a book called the book of mysteries uh, by Jonathan uh, Kahn, C-A-H-N, um, where it's just going through and, and, and talking about um, some of the, the mysteries of the Bible and, you know, making them pretty much, uh, you know, kind of relatable to, to what's going on in today's time, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the mysteries of the Bible and then actually apply some scripture to those things. So it's so I feel there's so many different ways in which we can engage uh, our Lord and Savior. Mm. And if you're serious about it, here's a way to do it. You know, so there's a number of ways in which we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, absolutely. I mean, and God, God, God sees your heart and sees your desire. And yes, he does. he'll make himself known. Yep. He, he always does. Awesome. Well, those are a lot of different, uh, just some easy, simple ways that we can, uh, that people can uh, continue to seek more and, and, you know, just just live and, live and walk in the presence of the Lord. So uh, I thank you for that. Um, and the, the final uh, question I had is just, um, where, where can we, I, I know this week you're going to be off, this month you're going to be off social media, but moving forward, is there uh, some things that are, happening in your life or uh some causes or whatever you're part of right now that we can we can support and follow um the work that god's doing in you yep so you know right now i'm really doing a lot with with, with world vision which mm, is okay uh, uh i've been a, a christian-based entity that i've been doing work with for some time now um 
you know, I think just, I think more than anything, you know, I don't like asking people for money. It's not something, you know, I grew up in a, in a church where that was something that, that uh, happened quite a bit. Um, yeah. But, you know, just, just don't like asking for money. But I think asking for prayers, you know, there are people that are really struggling in this world. Um, I know here in America, we don't see it, but, you know, um, you know, there's homeless people here, which I, I, I understand and, and we should be helping them. But there are people that literally have nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in places in Africa and, and in India and South America and places all over the world that don't have anything. And mm-hmm. I think just praying for them, uh, you know, that would be just uh, something that I would ask, you know, because there, there are some countries right now that are about to get ready to go into famine. Mm-hmm. You know, people that had yeah. 1,200 cows and now they only have 40 cows and they can't even eat those cows because those cows are sick, you know. Um, but there's so many things that are going on in this world uh, that have nothing to do with corruption. Just people just don't have access to things in different parts of the countries, uh, different countries across the world, uh, just different geographies and, and, and different hurdles that they have to go through. So I think the biggest thing would be just to pray um, for not only our country, but also for our world um, with, with gun violence that's, um, that's taking place right now. I think, you know, just praying for, for our government, uh, knowing who's in the White House right now, just praying for um uh you know uh, our government and our president um and i think just just one just praying you know just yeah. praying for just things that are going on in this world uh everybody sees them everybody watches the news everybody sees it on facebook and and, and and instagram and all those things but you know i think people can do something about it by just getting on their knees and praying for those things and i think uh for me that would be enough awesome awesome uh, well, that that is all I got. Uh, so uh, thanks so much for, for being on the podcast today. And I would love for you to wrap us up in prayer. Um, for sure. If that's okay with you. Yep. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, just allowing um, me to share what you had uh, for, for the audience today. Um, Father, I hope that your name uh, was edified and glorified uh, for your kingdom. You know, Father, we're... Uh, all doing this for audience of one, and that audience is, is you. But we know that you're uh, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Father, we ask that you just continue to just show us the way, uh, continue to lead and guide us in the way that we should go. Um, and we know that, uh, Father, you, you're you everything to us. Uh, you're our source. Uh, the Bible says, look into the hills from which cometh our help, and our help comes from you. Father, we love you. We praise you. We ask that you continue to, to touch us, touch our bodies, uh, anybody that's uh, under the sound of my voice uh, that has any ailments going on in their bodies. Father, we ask that you touch their bodies from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, inside and outside. Father, we ask that you go all over the country, all over the world, and those who are struggling, Father, be a comforter for them. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Father, it's in you we move. It's in you we live. And it's in you we truly have all of our being. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.